Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, managing editor of FightfulWrestling.com. Go over there, get all of your wrestling news. We've got podcasts, we've got interviews, we've got backstage news, we've got resources like ratings, injury lists, contract updates, all kinds of wonderful stuff over at FightfulWrestling.com, one of the fastest-growing independent wrestling websites in the world. Part of that growth is Mr. Warren Hayes. You can catch him every Wednesday night here on the Wednesday Night War Show and now every Friday night reviewing SmackDown with me. Not SmackDown Live anymore, even though it is a live show. And Warren is alive. Yes, yes, yes. You know, this is the meme that just won't die, but yes, I am alive. I'm here Friday Night SmackDown. And I'm I'm thrilled to be able to give uh, Alex... Some reprieve as far as uh, uh, main roster WWE programming goes, and I just, you know, Sean, between you and I, I just tweeted out to uh, to Alex that I was going to try and make him proud tonight Ooh. because, boy, Ooh. oh boy, boy, oh yeah, boy. I got some stuff to talk about, but I've got stuff to talk about with you guys as well. If you all want your questions read on the air or your statement read and you're watching live on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Fightful, well, first off, subscribe, leave a thumbs up, but donate a super chat of any amount and your question or statement will get read on the air. But maybe you think, oh, gee, that's a ripoff. I want more than one question read. Well, fortunately, we have FightfulSelect.com. It is our premium service that helps supplement the guys like Warren, helps supplement our writers, our podcasters. Go over there. Subscribe. You can ask as many questions as you want. We do Q&A shows uh, every other week. But how about this? How about four or five of them over the course of two or three weeks? Because that's what we've had lately. We've got three Q&A shows this week, a retro review, a mock draft show, the Weekender podcast, a backstage report. There's there's something you'll like over there. Check it out. Let's go ahead and check out these Super Chats. AJ says, first time Super Chat from the UK. Ending of SmackDown was different but also a massive shame, too. I am in agreement with that. We are going to get into that at length, AJ. Uh, But uh, I'll I'll say this. I've got things to say about that. 
Young Bibby says Brian needs to stay heel. I, I, Warren, I don't know if Brian needs to stay heel yet because I don't know where the chips are going to fall in this draft. Yeah, no, exactly. That's it. That's pretty much what I'm thinking as well. For the time being, uh, if anything, the heel experiment with the, with Daniel Bryan proved uh, to be successful because we do – I think ultimately, deep down inside of all of us, we do want a baby-faced Daniel Bryan. I think we do. And they bungled his return after after coming back from retirement with the whole Miz thing and the, the, the wives involved. And it was just a mess. The heel turn was very strategic. And I think it's just made us want to chant yes even more. I'm digging where they're going with this. But like you said, you know, let's see where this – first of all, let's see what happens at Hell in a Cell this week and then see how, how things end up with the uh, with the draft because wherever he, he ends up, he could do both and fall into a category where he's really needed. Matt Thomas sends a super chat and says, do you think it would have made more sense for, for Kane to have cost Brock the match? I do, and we are going to expand on that greatly. Uh, we are going to talk about that segment a lot longer than the actual segment was. Aaron Jay's fan says, Sean, you had the better draft. Over on Fightful Select right now, we have the Fightful Fantasy Draft for the Raw and SmackDown rosters. Uh, that is up on Fightful Select now. Next week, Jeremy and I will reveal our cards, and we're going to let you guys decide who put together the better roster and the better cards. It's something we've done in the past with Rob McCarron, with Vince Russo, and I won them all. I have won them all. Hmm. Do I have your attention now? Says, I guess Stone Cold will be on the after show. That's something I wanted to ask you about, uh, Warren. A lot of names that were advertised and thrown around and tossed about that just weren't on the show or were on the show, like Hulk Hogan trotting out and sitting uh, at ringside. Like that, that was kind of cheap, I thought. Was that Hulk Hogan? Because it seems to me we only saw his back. Like it could have been an impersonator. And we'll just never know. And you know, we saw Goldberg hanging out in the audience at the end. Mark Henry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but then again, you know, this this whole evening felt like a gigantic bait and switch. So why not? Why not just promise us people that just didn't show up? And weren't they advertising that you know they'd have stars? They were talking about uh, 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 Zach Efron that was supposed to be there as well. I, I saw a whole bunch of Hollywood names. And then we didn't, didn't see any, any of them. Nothing, nothing. Nothing. It was really strange. It was timed pretty poorly, it looked like, but I, I don't have that confirmed or anything like that. Uh, Andrew Thomason says, I relinquish my super chat question or statement to Jesse the Buckeye. Well, we'll see what Jesse uh, throws out there. Uh, she's one of our great mods. She said she relinquishes her question to Warren and SRS. Dealer's choice. Well, I'm going to save that then. Rex Joseph Calmerin said, I loved Corbin's performance tonight. We're about to talk about that. First yeah. thing we see, Stephanie Vincent Mann coming out, welcoming us to this era, going into the intro. I thought that was appropriate. Get them on screen. Get them the hell off screen. I mean, if you were to ask me, let's just not do it. But if you're going yeah. to do it, that's the best way instead of starting off with a five-minute uh, back padding session, sure, absolutely. It but was, didn't it last it was that a... long? It didn't seem like it lasted that long. No, 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 no. I mean, if if it, it, like it's it's better the way they did it tonight, yeah. rather oh, okay. than having them talk for five yeah. minutes and go, we started this twenty years ago, blah blah. You know, it's like, yeah. If if you're going to insist on having the McMahons come out for a rah rah look at us session, just keep it as short as that. That was fine. What did you think of the new set? I love it. I think it looks amazing. It's 
fantastic. I like it oodles more than the raw set. Yeah. The, 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 the ramp, the hexagon with the, with the perspective plate, it's outstanding. And I love how they were able to work, uh, how they were able to work like either names or logos right between those hexagons, the, the, the you know, the, the, the ramp thing. It looked good. You know, bronze logo there, the man, Becky Lynch, and everything that they did there looked fantastic. And it's a, to me, it, it, it looks like they put a little more thought into the set than on the raw side. Cause the, the, the as much as the raw screen is amazing with, with, as it's coming down and it's huge and the, the, the curve in it, it really feels like two screens. It feels, it, it, it doesn't flow naturally into the bottom. Uh, and I hope that's something that they do fix because they could have amazing visuals here. Here, just thanks to the to the rent to the 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 tunnel. Let's let's call it that. Just thanks to the tunnel, it, everything feels meshed together. Despite the fact that it's two screens, it looks great. I and and those columns, man. I mean, the, yeah. it just looks outstanding. Joseph Farley says, a "Fun way to spend a Friday night." Also, filling up the curse jar. We appreciate that. Uh, those of you that are sending super chats about the main event, I do see them, and I will get to them uh, during the main event because uh, I don't want to get too out of sequence. I kind of want to build to that. I, I think the lasers went a long way too. I yes, thought that, absolutely. I thought that was nice. And while I'm not a big pyro guy, I don't care. Use selectively. I think it does help here and there. Well, uh, the rock has been used selectively, probably not on, on WWE's behalf. They'd use him every damn week if they could, but Becky Lynch comes out, thanks the Staples Center, and says she's gonna thank them by kicking somebody's ass. King Corbin comes out, and I was like, I, I had some mixed feelings. I was like, is she just gonna straight up put him in a disarmor? Like, what's gonna mm-hmm. happen here? Well, he comes out and trashes Becky, she fires back at him, and the rock appears to a deafening ovation that guy is he's not just the biggest star in wrestling he's just the biggest star warren period Period. yeah anywhere absolutely the guy that was doing a shoulder breaker 22 years ago (laughs) that's amazing i love it i love it too and i i think that you can only compare the ovation that he got to stone colds at msg a couple of weeks ago I mean, it's pretty much on. It's on the same. Uh, it's on the same level. It's fantastic. I mean, I, uh, I thought it was. I thought it was a great reaction that he got, and it, brilliant to bring him out from the get go. You get the crowd excited. You keep the people who are just flipping channels, like, oh, let's see what happens here. You grab them in because everybody knows who that guy is. But we do have to underscore how big a deal it is that the first person that you saw. On Friday Night SmackDown on Fox was Becky Lynch. The face, if you're wondering who the face of the company is right now in WWE, folks, if you had any doubt up until this point, hopefully this shifted it aside. Having Becky Lynch come out as the first person you see on the show is an enormous, enormous deal. She has to be happy about that. She has to be proud of it. I, I was thrilled and I thought it was a bold move as well. Over the last nine or ten months, Becky has had programs with John Cena, The Rock, and Stone Cold Steve Austin, including Steve Austin on his own show, taking a stunner from her. Mm-hmm. That is, if that, those aren't ringing endorsements, I don't know what is. I want to send a ringing endorsement to Hannah Moore, who uh, was at the show, had the worst luck. Uh, Southwest 
lost her bags. Then her Uber driver dropped her off seven blocks away from Staples Center. Then she got stuck on an elevator. We're thinking of you, Hannah. You're, uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you still have a good time. Thank you for the super chat. Um, Andrew Thomason said, Stone Cold did a beer bash promo three minutes before SmackDown. Well, hopefully it surfaces and ends up on the show. But uh, The Rock comes out and cuts a promo about how the term SmackDown changed WWE. He said that Baron Corbin looks like a Burger King employee on crack. And I thought that was going to stick. I thought that was going to be the thing that sticks, but it isn't. And I got to say, man, Becky Lynch, this is what gets Becky Lynch over. When she's able to just kind of be herself. Uh, This is the best we've seen out of Becky Lynch on the mic in a while. It's some of the best we've seen out of Baron Corbin on the mic in a long time. The Rock says winning King of the Ring doesn't make you a king. Like, Becky Lynch being the man doesn't mean she carries around a pair of testicles. (laughs) To which she immediately says, well, if I did, they'd be a lot bigger than Baron's. And what does Baron respond? He says they're perfectly adequate, which is phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> Becky hits Baron with the it doesn't matter what you think. And then they call Baron a super tough dude, which gets the crowd to chant STD. Fun fact, I once wrestled against a guy whose honest to God initials were STD. Sebastian Tyler Dalton. He's on my fight team. Uh, so this brought back fond memories. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> we would call him the infection of, uh, <laughs> of our fight team. <laughs> so this was... I, I really enjoyed this. They beat up Corbin, people's elbow, rock bottom. What'd you think? Uh, uh, this was the best way to open up the show. Like I said, you have, you have the rock come out from the get-go, get the crowd excited, keep the casuals around because everyone knows and loves the rock. It's not just knowing them. We all love them. Baron Corbin was the perfect guy in this posi- to be put in this position. Absolutely the perfect guy. Especially when you have Becky Lynch, who looks the part, is legit. You have the rock comes out, who looks the part, is legit. You have Corbin there in his geek gear. Look with his phony baloney crown and his Game of Thrones getup, his discount Game of Thrones getup. Of course, The Rock is going to is is going to rag on him with that, and and taking the beating between them both. Sure, everybody hates Baron Corbin. That's what he was for. And if you didn't know about Baron Corbin tuning in tonight on on, Smack, on Friday night SmackDown, you the minute you saw him, you were like, "Who is this guy? I hate him." The minute you saw him, he was it was the perfect guy to do this. I loved it. Thought it was a great way to start the show. One of our super chats says, "Was it a mistake to start the start the show with a promo, not a match?" I don't think so at all. I thought this was great. This was past meets present. The biggest star of the past meeting the biggest star of the present, and you got somebody in there. Let's be honest; it doesn't hurt Baron Corbin a bit. He's not not King of the Ring anymore. We saw him go through that tournament. It was a great tournament. It was a great performance. This that that's his role. I don't he's I don't think he's ever going to be the tip top guy and this isn't going to prevent him from being the tip top guy. I loved starting this off with a promo. I was I was uh I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of starting the shows with promos. That's but that's just me. So when it started with a promo I'm like, "Eh, okay. Yeah. Same same old same old." However, uh it picked up it picked up and it was carried it was carried by a fired up rock rock felt like felt like he wanted to be there you know and it, it, finally the rock has come home you could almost 
I was like, is he tearing up? Is he like, you know, is or is he really just a damn good actor? Yeah. Either or. Both. I bought into it. I was I bought into it. I, the segment worked. Fantastic. It lasted like 20 minutes, Sean. But it worked. It didn't feel like a 20 minute segment. I I thought it was great. Thank you to Anakin JMT for sending that super chat. I appreciate it. Jack Dewberry says, STD chant and Comic Con virgins doesn't work in 2019. Oh, but it did. It did. And if there's any doubt, go check out the tweet that I put out a few months ago when MJF called uh, the whole crowd virgins and they cut to one, uh, I don't know, I don't know how I'd refer to him. I don't want to call him a, a perhaps virgin-y looking fellow, but the thing <laughs> did bonkers numbers. I don't want to stereotype the guy. I mean, I don't know who's screwing. Here's the thing. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I think I, I think I know what your, what Super Chat guy means is yes. that you know, a lot of fans, a lot of wrestling fans, modern day fans, do partake into the more geeky things as opposed to maybe in 1999 where it was still tough guy. Well, I'll, I'll tell you wrestling. what. I know one thing. People who complained about Kofi Kingston winning the WWE title and his reign, they ain't fucking. That's for sure. <laughs> Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch defeated the Boston Hug Connection. These entrances looked so much better with the updates. Uh, great oh, action early on. Charlotte got worked over. Becky Lynch is in the ring after the break, and the crowd is hot. I thought this was a great idea for an opening match on SmackDown. The first half hour. This is this is what I even mentioned mm-hmm. uh, on on several shows. You immediately show people that maybe haven't watched in a while. Things are a little bit different now. The women are important. Uh, they always probably should have been. I mean, they always should have been. Uh, they should have done a better job recruiting. They should have been a, done a better job booking. A lot of that stuff. But here they are now. These are the four best we got. These are the four we put the most stock into. Here they are. You know one of their dads at the very least if you've never watched wrestling before. And here, uh, Becky Lynch, our, our main eventer. And here are the two women that they are at odds with. Charlotte hits her moonsault. She taps out Bailey. Crowd was hot for this, and the women all looked like stars. Warren. Yep, absolutely. The um, the, uh, yeah, and and uh, you have been saying this over the past couple of shows. And if anything, you know, maybe we'll get into this a little later on as we're breaking down the the, the final aspects of the show. But you know, there's a lot of stuff that happened here tonight that was geared towards new viewers, towards casuals. So if you are someone who hasn't watched wrestling within the past, hey, even f- five to six years, you don't know how much women's wrestling has has changed and has evolved. Uh, if you've the last time you've watched it was back in the late '90s, early 2000s, you you have an impression of what women are supposed to do in wrestling. This was broken tonight because you have your top four women in the match. You have to give props once again to Bailey, who was the MVP of this match. The, the, the tag team matches that she's been having with Sasha over the past couple of weeks leading into, uh, leading into Helena Hel- Hel- Cell and tonight. She's been taking the beatings. She's been work. She's, she's been in trouble. She's been taking the beatings, eating the offense, letting Sasha get some licks in, but it's all been her. She looked fantastic again for her teammates. Charlotte and Becky look as dominant as they're supposed to be. Uh, honestly, this was match of the night right here. It was straight out of the gate. It was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed this. Um, 
Good stuff. By the way, Edge said, no, I'm not, and no, I'm not, about rumors that he was cleared and that he was wrestling. So FYI, there you go. That's why we don't report shit like that. Aaron Andrews uh, interviewing New Day backstage. I dug this. She felt natural. She she was quick, asking follow-up questions. Stop scripting your interviewers so bad because this was so good. She wasn't she wasn't a glorified mic stand. Yes. She she actually interacted and you know it's like when 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 the new day did their uh, did their chant together, you know, she, Kofi was here and you had Xavier and Big E were over here and they all started chanting and she sort of tilted the microphone over towards Kofi. I was like, "Okay, all right. She's, you know, she's feeling she's in the moment. She's feeling it. She's reacting. You know, she's reacting to what these guys are doing around her i liked it i thought it, I, I agree i it, it was just a nice little touch reminder guys if you want your questions or statement read on the air donate a super chat but hey leave us a thumbs up and subscribe and make sure you check out fightfulselect.com even right now while you're you're listening to this show just type that into your bar there might be something over there that you like and it uh is the most direct way to support us uh trish stratus lita mick foley kurt angle Rick Flair, Goldberg, Hulk Hogan, Tyson Fury are all there. We'll talk a little bit more about Tyson Fury in a bit. Uh, not not a lot to really note there, but I don't know if you got this, but there was an action. There was a few action figure commercials during SmackDown tonight. Did you get those up in Canada? We did not. I, I, I instead we got uh, we got commercials for the draft. I think we did, and that's that's very rare here. I don't see that a lot. But hey, if you're into action figures, one of this the features on Fightful Select right now. Jimmy Van, the founder of Fightful, has. I mean, he says the most expansive LJN WWF figure collection ever. He and I walked through it for about twenty minutes. There's a little wow. uh, appearance by Zack Ryder, so to speak, in that one. You all will enjoy. Uh, make sure you guys check that out on Fightful Select. Also here, market-specific ads for Ring of Honor. That's good. I, I saw that on Twitter. I saw that on Twitter on a couple of uh, Sinclair-owned stations, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes. So that that's really good because, I mean, quite honestly, when I watch Ring of Honor TV, I wait till it's uploaded to their website and I just watch it. I mean, that's that's the way it is. I don't watch it locally. Uh, Anakin says. Is Aaron Andrews a known WWE fan? It seemed like it. Not that I know of. She's just a very good interviewer, from what I understand. Get any anything to add? Do you, are you familiar with Aaron Andrews? I'm not familiar with her at all. I was, uh, yeah, I, I honestly, she just broke out from the the usual crop of uh, of interviewers that they have. Not to take anything away from the likes of Kyla Braxton, who I think is extremely charming and is very good at what she does. Like you said, they're just overly scripted, and and uh, it, it it almost the way they they react and act, it's almost as if Big Brother is watching them, you know, and they they want to make sure that they that they don't step out of line. She was very very natural, very smooth. I dug it. She just stood out. It was fantastic. I thought so as well. Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. <clears throat> I didn't know what to think when this was first booked. I was like, oh man, they're gonna beat Nakamura, and that's okay. But I loved how this played out. Firefly Funhouse happens in the ring uh, while Seth is in the ring. The rabbit warns Seth not to face the fiend, and I love this because the rabbit is dressed up like Seth. <laughs> and then Mercy the Buzzard kills him. Mm -hmm. This parallels how this, this closed, and, and I'll go ahead and run the match. Nakamura grabs a flying armbar immediately. Michael Cole sold it like a million bucks. That man seemed motivated tonight. Mm -hmm. Seth Rollins hits a, quote, patented suicide dive. 
Well, that's, I mean, that's the least enforced patent I have ever seen in my life, Warren. Well, maybe he just applied for it. You know, we, I mean, yeah, get it's not patented maybe, then. I mean, you know, these things take time. The, the patent office is understaffed. <laughs> you know, they get they get these troll patent requests constantly. You know, maybe Seth, maybe Seth put this in in uh, like in 2004 and he's still waiting for his response. Rollins missed a kick by a mile, but the fiend is here. And here's here's the way that I think, Warren. You had to get the fiend here. You had to get Firefly Funhouse on here. They did both. So what they did is they got Firefly Funhouse here. They got The Fiend here. They got Seth Rollins on the show. They got Nakamura on the show. They didn't beat either one of them. They built to a Hell in a Cell match. This is serving every master you possibly could in that situation. You help WWE. You help the pay-per-view. Nakamura isn't hurt. In fact, he Mm -hmm. looks good grabbing that arm bar. Bray Wyatt gets over. Seth Rollins doesn't get over, but... He's building towards a match. This was some good, quick pro wrestling that, that built the stuff. I dug it. What did you think? Um, I like the I like the segment of the Firefly Funhouse. You know where they introduced all the puppets just to make sure that everyone knew what was going on. At some point, I wondered and just wondered if you are watching for the first time tonight, and you you know you're. Was the was the segment with the with just the Firefly segment, the Firefly Funhouse segment? Was it a little too weird? Just a little too out there? You're watching a wrestling show and suddenly there's a dude with puppets and the puppets are fighting. Uh, you know, we've been watching it. We we understand. We we've seen the progression. But I mean, it, it was what it was. I liked it. I thought it was great. It even calls back to the fact months ago when they were running the Firefly Funhouse before the Fiend ever had an appearance. I remember Rambling Rabbit. Uh, stooling on on Mercy, saying, "Hey, Mercy tried to eat me." Well, Mercy ate him tonight. <laughs> so I, there was continuity in the Funhouse, and continuity in wrestling is king. Um, and as far as the rest of the segment went, yes, you had to bring out the Fiend. They were flashing his face during the football games or uh, the, the, this weekend. Buzz. They had to bring him out. They had to put him there to connect the dots. So it was fantastic. But Sean, I don't understand. He. The Fiend threw Seth Rollins off the stage, but there was no camera to catch it. We just we just saw uh, uh, Seth go out of frame. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, this seems to me this was your big Hell in a Cell visual. This was the moment where, where it's like, okay, this is going to get down and dirty and violent. Is this They're match- throwing each other off the stages. Is this match going to happen? Do we just have two now? Yeah, exactly. That, that, you know? that was a super chat. Somebody asked, are there really just three Hell in a Cell matches? Right now? Yeah. Right now? Yeah. Uh, MJKI says Brock Lesnar won the Universal and WWE title in the same year. Is that a first? I believe it is. I Yeah, I'm thinking so because Reigns didn't win the WWE title last year. Rollins hasn't won it. Uh, Brock's the only oh. other person to hold that title lately. Goldberg never won it again. Uh, Balor never won it. And, and neither was neither did Kevin Owens. Neither, yeah, he's the only person. Yeah. So that's uh, quite the impressive feat there. Mm-hmm. Really dig that as well. Uh, I mean, the accomplishment I dig, not how it happened. Marshmallow defeated Carmella to become WWE 24-7 <sighs> champion. Then she won it back. These are some of the worst 24-7 segments I've seen. This afternoon, I got a message from somebody that says, Marshmallows backstage. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? I did not know. My wife knew. I did not know. I'm like, oh, cool. Ghostbusters. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, obviously, yeah, that's it. I like I have a I, I have a a, a, a YouTuber friendly child here in my home, so I knew who who Marshmallow was when he was when he popped on, and I even turned to her and said, "Hey, that's Marshmallow, right?" And he said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Yeah, that was a new one for me, and uh, can't pretend that I, I knew who that was, but hey, I do now, and maybe that, that that's hey, that's the point for him is that people like me now know who he is. Uh, she won the title back. Uh, this, but the, but let me just throw this out there. Do you know what he does? I don't. I don't have a. Uh, he wins the twenty four seven title. That's what he does. Yeah, he's a musician. Yeah, I knew that. Oh well, okay. well why'd you say you didn't know? No, I mean I found that out later. I didn't know what he did I, before. Now I, I know like what he, he does. I, I feel like I, 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 I when, feel like you're playing with me, Sean. No, when time. somebody said marshmallows backstage, I had no idea who he was or what he did. Through the course of the night, I figured out that he was a musician because I did my homework. That's right. You're a journalist. Good so, job. I, I should be applauding you then. So, hey, good for him. I mean, that, that's what you do. You, sure, you sure. want people to figure out who the hell you are. So good for Marshmallow. Andy got a title reign out of it. <laughs> you you got to maximize those minutes, Warren. No, but I'm just thinking, just the words that came out of your mouth. And good if you do want to maximize your minutes. Oh, sorry. I can tell you about a secret weapon that I use for learning new things and getting ahead. Doing that homework. Doing that extra work, Warren. Sometimes it's hard for me to find time to sit down and read and learn more. I'm doing a lot of work here with Fightful. When you don't have the free time, you can't read or work on personal development the way you'd like to. But Blinkist helps you do that. That's B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. It's a really unique uh, app. It works on your phone, tablet, or your web browser. It is an incredible app, one of my favorites. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know info from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes. Not quite a Brock Lesnar match, but 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people like business leaders are well-known for reading lots of books, and Blinkist is made for busy people like all of you. There's a lot of wrestling content right now, and maybe you still want to get your learn on. Blinkist helps you do that, and with the audio feature, it makes it even easier to finish a book during your commute, your lunch break while you exercise. Personally, I've mentioned I've I've done it while I'm driving to the gym. I'm able to get in uh, the the notes on a full book in that amount of time. And over 8 million people are using Blinkist right now. It has a huge library, self-help, health, history, business, a lot of great titles from bestsellers, as well as other classic nonfiction titles that you've wanted to read, but maybe haven't had the time to. Uh, Becoming by Michelle Obama is a really great one. Start with Why by Simon Sinek is a great one. The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, fantastic. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all of them that you want for one low price. And how about this? Right now, you get it for free for seven days. Go to Blinkist.com slash Fightful. Start that seven-day trial. And if you like it, you save 25% off your new subscription. I love Blinkist. Check it out. They are supporting our show. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So they're helping us bring this to you for free. Blinkist.com slash Fightful. B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash Fightful. Maximize those minutes, my friends. Well, Shane McMahon's going to have plenty of time on his hands. He's going to be able to burn through like four or five Blinkist titles per hour. He's lost a ladder match. He is now, quote unquote, fired from WWE, Warren. You buying it? I sure hope so. I'm okay with I'm okay with a long extended break of Shane McMahon to be perfectly transparent with you. Uh and um you know there's there's this part of me that always has this moment of doubt where you're like, you know, there's no such thing as a as a real retirement in wrestling. We know this. You know, there there's always a reason to come back. But yeah, in this case in this storyline we we really do need a break from Shane. We we honestly do. We need a new form of authority figure. We need KO to be able to move on to something else. And and honestly, you know, if WWE is in any mood right now and seeing what's happening elsewhere in the wrestling world right now, if they want to sort of rebuild some some confidence in their product and, uh, well, one part of it could be just like following through on a stipulation and not giving us a good old-fashioned swear where we're like, well, what's the use? You know, I think there's, there's something, there's an argument to be made for that and I'm crossing my fingers that that's what it is because I, I, think, we're, I think we're okay without Shane for a while. Anakin says, can Sean and Conrad Thompson do a Blue Chew ad read-off? It's possible. I like Conrad a lot. Uh, don't forget, guys, um, I I am going to read the Super Chats related to Kofi Brock towards the end of the show. I have them saved. <laughs> uh, somebody says, is BYPBBJB still a sponsor? That's... <laughs> Uh, well, we're not going to say them because they're not, but no, they're not right now. That was a short-term <laughs> read. But, uh, yeah, we'll put them over when when they're back. But I do like their service. It, it is good. I've got a couple friends who have used that. So Kevin Owens attacks Shane up the ramp. Shane does his dro- elbow drop through the announce table. This was a spot fest, and it's okay because this show needed a spot fest, I think. Uh, McMahon cracks Owens in the ankle with a chair. Owens frog splashes Shane through like a ladder that was bridged. Coast to coast from Shane, but then Owens wins after he power bombs Shane on the ladder. Uh, the only complaint I had was there were, there were some crowd miking issues. Like they would be completely muted at times while you would hear Corey Graves talking over top of them. That was odd. But Kevin Owens wins. 
Mm-hmm. And I love that he hit Shane with the you're fired and hit him with the stunner. That was good stuff, Warren. I like the ending. I like the the frog splash through the through the bridged uh, ladder. I mean, for all the crap that we give Shane McMahon, he doesn't have to be taking those kinds of bumps. He doesn't. Didn't have to be does. 20 years ago. I mean, you know, but, uh, you know. If I, if I didn't, I didn't like the match. I, really? I, I thought, no, I didn't care for it because it, it we everything that happened in this match we have seen from both That's Kevin, from both and from Shane. We've seen the we've seen the the the, the elbow off the off the turnbuckle yeah. through the commentary table. We've seen the coast to coast. Now, oh, it was with a ladder. He should have seen- hooked a battery up to Shane's balls. Well, oh no, we saw that too. <laughs> um, my fi- see my fi- I'm going to I'm trying to work through to this in my final analysis. Like I, I actually have an outline set up, Sean, for my review. I don't know if Alex Polanski ever did that, but I have an outline. <laughs> um, but it's it seems to me that if you have watched WWE over the past year, this is something that you've seen over and over again. You've seen it you've seen it twice, at least within the last 18 months. You've seen this match twice and in the same type of format and well, not yes just, it was supposed to Sorry to cut what? you off, not just the match and very sorry to interrupt you. Kevin Owens is perpetually fighting for his career. Oh, sure, absolutely. That's With the uh, only story. Shane. Yeah, absolutely. So there's there was nothing here that was really compelling for a wrestling viewer. And yes, it was the spot match, but the biggest, honestly, the biggest holy mm, match, I don't want to add to the tip jar, um, mm. to the swear jar. The only really mind blowing spot was the frog splash through, through the, through the, uh, through the ladder. The rest is all stuff that we've seen that we know Shane can take and does. I don't know, man. It didn't. It, it didn't resonate to me. I was like, okay, well, at least, at least, at least Shane is gone. The payoff is there, and I like the stunner at the end. It was good stuff. Let me tell you about one of my favorite things on this show, and I didn't think it was gonna be well. Braun Strowman, The Miz, and Heavy Machinery defeated Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, AJ Styles, and uh, Randy Orton. Now, this was a showcase to get all their faces on TV. And for Braun Strowman to have one interaction. Uh, the heels got their asses kicked. Strowman mowed everybody down. One with a power slam. But while Strowman was running around, he encounters undefeated heavyweight boxing champion and a very controversial guy, Tyson Fury. Now, we're not talking Mike Tyson levels of fame here, but he's he's very well known. Fightful, you know, we, speci- we specialize in the crossover. Carlos Toro was all over this. Carlos Toro is... Covered many Tyson Fury fights. I've covered a few Tyson Fury fights. The image of Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury face-to-face was awesome. Because Tyson Fury is a big son of a bitch. And Tyson mm-hmm. Fury jumping the guardrail and being held back. While Strowman, who goaded him over there, is just like, man, I'm getting in your head. Here's the thing. Tyson Fury is pretty well known for mind games either affecting him or him affecting other people. I thought it was great. I thought it was awesome. I don't know your, the extent of your, your familiarity with Tyson Fury, but man, uh, this, this was good, fun stuff. 
now this is where it's going this is where it's interesting because my my knowledge of boxing is very limited as opposed mm-hmm. to you and 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 Carlos who I know was very excited about this uh so so this is my from my perspective I've heard of this guy if only because I do swim around the you know the combat sports mm-hmm. area I I know who he is but I don't know the extent of I I, I know he's a, he's undefeated yeah, I know the basics but I've never seen him fight. I don't know how big a guy he is. Six nine. No, I mean big yeah. as in. Oh yeah, twenty nine zero and one. Uh, yeah, he had. Oh, that, that's impressive. Yes, uh, went to a split draw with Deontay Wilder last year. He beat uh, Vladimir uh, Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah, right. Easy for me to say in two thousand fifteen. Like he yes. is just huge, and I love this. And I had somebody say, "Oh well." He only did 350,000 pay-per-view buys. Oh, that was everywhere else. He did like 450,000 in the UK alone against Wilder. It was illegally streamed 10 million times. That is – Who keeps track of that? uh, An anti-piracy company. Uh, (laughs) I would say – now maybe – now I want to say this. Not maybe for the situation, but in totality, Tyson Fury is much more relevant than Cain Velazquez. Cain Velazquez had got knocked out in 26 seconds a few months ago. Right. He before that he hadn't fought in three years. Before that he hadn't won in two two and a half years. Cain Velazquez isn't Brock Lesnar losing a few months ago and coming back to WWE. Cain Velazquez has won one fight since 2014 started. Mm. Okay. And has widely been considered a top heavyweight, but just doesn't fight anymore. I'll get into that later. Tyson Fury is still fighting, is still fighting often. Uh, my God, the guy fought two and a half weeks ago, for the love of God. Won a fight two and a half weeks ago. He fought in June. See, this is a, a very big, cool spot. I really loved it. Well, okay, so based on what you told me, first and foremost, why couldn't you afford a shirt to begin with? Second of all, uh, <laughs> as as I said, as a wrestling fan, as a guy who knows his wrestling, and I'm sitting there and I'm watching this go on, and I'm like, oh, okay, oh, all right, this is, uh, you know, this is to be picked up like on ESPN and on mainstream media, so that it, it, they, 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 WWE gets that sweet, sweet MSM. Yes. Uh, coverage. They got to educate sure. their fans. They got to tell their fans who this guy is, though. Because I had no idea exactly. who it was, and I, and I didn't care. And instead, this is this is my point of view. I'm I'm sitting there, and I'm like, who is this guy? Goddamn, AJ Styles is in the ring, and we're he didn't even get an entrance. He's done nothing. Why isn't AJ Styles using this time to blow our minds? In the you, you, you see where I'm getting at? Heavy machinery was nothing in this match aside from Otis rubbing his belly. Because AJ Styles is significantly less famous than Tyson Fury. I understand. But from my point of view, like I said, as a pure, sure. like, you, uh, you know, tunnel vision wrestling fan. And I'm okay with that, by the way. Joseph um, Farley I, says Tyson Fury lost his damn eyebrow and still won. Yes, he did. Yeah. He lost his – I don't know how that works. But anyway, the point the, the, the point of the situation – but I will say this. If they want to do a crossover with Braun and a non-wrestling star, might as well be with a, a guy who can fight and who is hot from what I understand at the moment rather than with Zac Efron, which would have just been a lot of cringe and probably not end up being good and being much more transparent – 
to really wanting to grab headlines than this. You know what I mean? So if if they're going to do something with Braun Strowman, I much prefer this than this than the SNL guys, for instance. Rob Wilkins says, shout out to Denise. Yeah, Denise, our Monday Night Raw co-host, will be on WWE Watch Along Sunday for Hell in a what? Cell. Yeah. Very excited about that. Very happy. Uh, congratulations her. to her. She's great. I straight up told her, I was like, they're going to see you. They're going to hear you talk. You're going to get hired. That's what's going to happen. Uh, Rob I'm not says, doing Monday, Sean. Yeah. Rob, Rob says, can you confirm any of the Edge or Scarlet Bordeaux no, news? I cannot confirm either of those. Edge said, no, he's not cleared and no, he's not coming back. That's what he said on Twitter. So, um, Lumberjack match. Sure. This was a way to get a bunch of people on the show. Daniel Bryan on commentary. This was a greatest hits performance of Roman Reigns doing moves and Roman Reigns selling. That's what this was until the Harper run-in. Bryan goes after him. Reigns does a jump over the top. And that's that's a greatest hit, too. That, mm-hmm. that was it. Rowan power bombs Ali onto Reigns. And when Harper and Bryan both run in, Reigns hits a spear for the win. This was pretty elementary. This was a spot fest, too, of sorts. It was finisher... Uh, Lumberjacks. It was a lot of cheap heat, I thought, in this. But Roman Reigns won. Okay, so here's the thing. Why do I give a shit about Sunday? Why do I care about Sunday? Why do I want to see him fight Eric Rowan on Sunday? Just watched him beat him. Just watched him pin him. Just watched him take out Harper 2. Who gives a shit about Sunday? There's Does WWE give a shit about Sunday? Doesn't seem like it. There's three matches announced. Uh, Bailey was on was on Twitter this week telling Candice LeRae, "Hey, do you want do you want to come fight me for my title on Sunday? I don't have a match." Yeah, <laughs> you know it's like, um, I don't like lumber ba- lumberjack matches. I don't. I just I, I think they're stupid, and they they end up having people look stupid because at some point, okay, they toss the baby face out, the heels get their licks in. Same thing with the heel, you toss them out, the baby faces get their licks in. But then at some point, Eric Rowan gets tossed out and he beats everyone up and he just stays on the outside. No one goes to toss him back in. He tosses Roman on the outside, beats him up, and no one tosses anyone back into the match. The Lumberjacks have one job, and it's to keep people inside the ring. And they didn't do it because Lumberjack matches, they, they lose their, they, they just, they lose their sense as the match progresses. This is consistent. Um, this was fine. It was two big dudes. It was Roman on the show, but I don't like lumberjack matches. And I, I would again, like, just like you said, aside from the handshake between Daniel Bryan and uh, um, uh, Roman Reigns at the end, I don't know what this served. I don't care about the match on, on Sunday, which is, I, I see, I already don't care about one third of the pay per view right now. I agree. Well, um, here we are two days away and no, like three matches announced three well, let's talk sense. about it what you're all here to hear <laughs> Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston this match started at 10.51 it ended at 10.51 F5 and a pin Kofi runs, jumps, gets f 5 and is beaten he then is no longer seen on this show uh, Rey Mysterio comes out with who Warren and I thought was Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? And my like, oh, shit, right Dominic's like... back for revenge. 
I was like, geez, he bulked up over the past couple of days. Well, I, like, I'll have what he's having. We make all the giant jokes about him, but Jesus Christ. No, it's <laughs> it's Cain Velasquez, who has had two matches in AAA. He beat Brock Lesnar years ago. Beat Brock Lesnar nine years ago. This month, to be exact. Well, they're naturally playing off of that. Cain Velasquez... Uh, Brock Lesnar, it's a natural matchup. So here here are my thoughts. One. Go ahead. I do not like Kofi Kingston losing in that way. It objectively makes him look stupid. It makes him look weak. I do not like, as things stand, based on Brock Lesnar history, I do not like him winning this championship. If he's on the show weekly, if he's defending the, the title monthly, I'm fine with it. I'm completely fine with it. But based on history, Brock Lesnar not often defending this championship, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't think you need it. If anything, Cain Velasquez and Rey Mysterio costing him the championship makes Kofi Kingston look better. Brock Lesnar doesn't get hurt a bit. Brock Lesnar sees Cain Velasquez take everything from him. His WWE championship, his UFC championship, a main event at the Staples Center. I thought they did Kofi dirty here. I thought they did it did him dirty. And I know a lot of people will be like, oh, Shudson, Tyson Fury is more relevant to Kane. He is. Not to Brock. Not to Brock because Brock has no history with him. Kane Velasquez, assuming he's going to be in a WWE title program, does not need to be in a WWE title program. I don't know if this means that Ray is going to be in a WWE title program. Because remember, he won a title shot. Maybe he'll mm-hmm. get it against Lesnar with Kane in his corner. Sure, that makes sense. I'm okay with that. But I don't think that you needed... If it's going to be Kane and Brock, you didn't need a title anywhere near this. In fact, when you take the title off your show, and it's not there, and nobody has a top fri- prize to fight for... It minimizes the show. You go into every show saying, well, this probably isn't going to be an important one. Because the guy who was holding the most important thing on that show isn't there. Isn't defending the title. And we got people saying, oh, well, it's a historic moment. Yeah, well, you know what? Cain Velasquez knocking out, or Cain Velasquez getting knocked out by Junior Dos Santos in like a minute on the UFC Fox debut was a historic moment too. And in pretty short order, those cards got Shit, hey! Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Is it my turn? It is your turn. <laughs> um, I want to underscore uh, your your analysis of having Cain Velasquez uh, of having Cain Velasquez costing Brock the match. If you're going to do it, that was the perfect storyline. Especially coming out with Ray, where Ray's like, "Okay, you sucker, you suckered me last uh, this Monday. Here, look what I have for you." And the story just it, it builds itself, it tells itself, and you don't need the title. So, I, I, it's important to underscore that. Kofi Kingston losing in the way he did this evening. Not only is it doing him dirty, making him look stupid, but it is. It is basically uh, removing, taking away all the magic of his 
of his reign since WrestleMania. No, sorry. Since he started chasing the title in February this year. the You've said it before and I've said it as well. No one in WWE has been booked better or stronger or smarter than Kofi Kingston in his entire in this entire run. Not just his championship run. The entire run that he's had that started at Elimination Chamber. It's been fantastic. And this is how you decide to end it? You don't even give the fans, the people who have supported him, who put him in this position that you, WWE, didn't want, that you didn't envision. You're not even giving us the satisfaction of seeing Kofi claw for his title, sweat, get beaten up. And we know it could have been a good match because Lesnar with smaller guys has has the track record of having good to great matches with them. It would have been a good match and it would have been a proper payoff. Even if he did end up losing, even if they did decide to come with Vasquez out at the end and have Kofi eat an F5 for the loss, just have Kofi fight for it. That was the whole Thing of his entire run, how he's been clawing for this for this position for the past eleven years, and you're gonna just snuff it out like that? It's stupid. That that is horrible storytelling, because that is not how you keep your champion strong, or at least maintain the um, the uh, uh, give this bittersweet moment for the audience where they'll want. Kofi to go back with him because God, he tried so hard to get it to 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 overcome the beast and he couldn't. But he tried. Now it, it's just it's it's stupid and it did not serve wrestling fans in general. It did not serve WWE fans. This was dumb as hell. And I will even go as far as to say it was dumb as hell that Rey Mysterio was in here i think it make it makes ray look weak because he's makes bringing him look other like guys, a little bitch it make he's bringing other guys to make his to, to fight to, to fight for him he's a he's a legend he's a legend in the business world heavyweight champion uh, wwe champion had a title match at wrestlemania has been everywhere everywhere and he's going and he's going to get kane velasquez to do, okay well you you go after no no man I, I I loathed this. I really, really, really and hated it. The thing that bothered me, Kofi was not mentioned, I don't think, one time after he ate that. No. Pen. He vanished. We didn't even see him go back. There was nothing. There wasn't there wasn't even the, the, the side of the champion broken hearted. There was nothing. Nothing. It's like, okay, um, uh, it, it, it literally uh, uh, erasing the whiteboard and just starting fresh. We're boop. We're moving on to something else. And, and was, there's there's a lot of this shit. I had saw somebody and he didn't send a super chat, so I'm not going to say his name. Kofi isn't a star. Yeah, the fucking crowd dictates who a star is, and the yeah. crowd makes noise for Kofi Kingston. Did he need to dominate Brock Lesnar? No, this could have been a three or four minute sprint. And sure. and, and, and hey, even if Kofi loses there. Okay, we've seen him do that before. But to have Kofi Kingston, after his reign, run and jump into an F5, all right. But is Brock going to be there in a few weeks? Is he going to be there after that, after that, after that? 
Is he going to defend the title? Is he is he going to be around for this show that Fox is paying all this money for? I hope so because that lessens the blow a little bit. Um, Kofi, or somebody sends a super chat and says, "Does Kofi losing that t- or title that quickly hurt his title run?" Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, I think does. that a lot of people will think of what happened to start and end it, and that's about it. Yep, I uh, I, I completely agree. And 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 just to, to cherry on top. He loses in this fashion to create a feud for Brock with an outside guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's even more insulting. Super Chat says, I think Kofi gets the belt back very soon. We need Daniel Bryan as a face. Yeah, I I don't doubt that maybe Kofi could do this. There, I'll say this. There's no reason they couldn't have Ray and Kane cost Lesnar the title. In two days, in two weeks, in two months. There's no reason that couldn't happen. Um, what do you think? Uh, sure. I mean, at this point, I'm, I, that's what I'm hoping. But this is the kind of situation we said it earlier, and this is the, the. I think this falls directly into the same category that you were talking about earlier. The draft is going to happen next week, and that's going to dictate a lot of stuff. This is where we're going to see what they're going to do with Kofi moving forward, where he ends up, where Brock ends up. These are all questions. Well, I, no, because they could, the, yeah, the titles can change brands. Sorry, uh, that, that's true. The titles can change brands. But um, uh, uh, depending on where everything falls, this is what's going to dictate what what will be happening going forward. Of course, it, I mean, are they setting up Velasquez for, and Brock for Hell in a Cell this weekend? I mean, I hope, and, and, and then... We'll never speak of this again kind of situation. Possible. Possible. We don't even know what's going on at their pay-per-view this Sunday. So how am I supposed to believe that they even know what they're doing? And I had somebody in the chat saying, wrestling's supposed to invoke emotions. It's supposed to do this. Sure, if it goes somewhere. Traditionally, WWE doesn't let it go anywhere. Here's the thing. Cain Velasquez does not invoke emotion from me. Because Mm -hmm. what it invokes is my dread that the championship, the top prize on the program, the point of the show, the the climax of the show will not be on the show as a result because of who, who has it. And it also invokes dread that Cain Velasquez, a guy that I have covered for the last six, seven, eight years professionally, has a bit of a reputation. I mean, quite frankly. I've mentioned to you guys... Before, okay, his last fight was in February. He got knocked out. I don't care about that. I I don't care that he got knocked out. What I care about is that he hadn't fought for three years before that. He pulled out of a fight in 2016, wasn't booked since then. He pulled out of that same fight earlier that year. He pulled out of a fight about a year and a half before that. Oh, by the way, there was another two-year break in the middle. He's hard to keep in the ring and keep in the cage. When I heard he was training for pro wrestling, I was like, "Really?" Now, granted, I'll say this: Matt Riddle had a lot of those other had had a lot of those problems as well. He had a lot of injury problems, mm-hmm. and he, you know, has done fine. That being said, Matt Riddle's been begging for a Brock Lesnar match for a long ass time. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar, you got on the roster now. Is Brock Lesnar going to make the t- or is Matt Riddle going to make the kind of impact? Uh, on news sites that Cain Velasquez did? No, because he doesn't have the history of beating Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. 
Um, and maybe one last thing that uh, that I'd like to point out: the ever since you know we like ever since Brock Lesnar came back a few months ago, I thought his you know winning Money in the Bank. I thought they were using Brock Lesnar as a heel in the most perfect way. You know, like he comes in, he beats people up, he creates dread and misery, but he has his matches, right? And he fights, he has his matches, and whatever the outcome, uh, it's Brock Lesnar, he's still champion, he's still a menace, he's still a threat. And, you know, I I didn't mind his part-timeism in the way that he was being handled. I liked the heel way that they were portraying him. I even liked what he did on Monday. You and I were big fans of what he did on Monday, Sean. Yeah. Um, Love it. Tonight, I think it hurts his heel persona because it's cheap. Because it doesn't look like like a, a fight. It doesn't. It it looks like booking. If it looks like booking and it smells like booking and it tastes like booking, God, man, it is booking, and that's all that it looks like. It doesn't look like yeah a wrestling contest, a wrestling story, and I think it hurts him as a heel character. I really do. Super Chat says, all this for MMA crap from a decade ago. I mean, the thing is, if the title's not associated with it, it makes just as much sense to me. Sure. As w- it makes, yeah, it it would make a lot more sense to me to do like that from a business perspective. And you have Kofi Kingston picking up a win on Fox that like, so li- man, you want to put that stamp on him? Damn. Yeah. Uh, Brock has to have the belt for Kane to be the first person to take his title in both UFC and WWE. <laughs> Maybe Kofi Kingston can show back up with uh, Alistair Overeem next week or Francis Ngannou or somebody like that. That was SmackDown on Fox. We're here every Friday. Make sure you guys leave a thumbs up and subscribe. We're also on podcast platforms everywhere, and I mean everywhere. But, hey, if you want the most direct way, FightfulPods.com. It's over there. Warren, let the people know where they can follow you and where they can support you. Uh, Twitter.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes is where most of the uh, immediate nonsense occurs. I do uh, also my own live streams on Thursdays at YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. It's called the Mr. Warren Hayes Show, and I also have a a Patreon where I toss up extra content at Patreon.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I am here all weekend, and I mean all damn weekend. UFC 243. Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker. I'm doing a post show. I'm here Sunday for whatever the hell Hell in a Cell is. I believe <laughs> J- uh, Jeff Hawkins is joining me. And then Monday, I am back with Denise for Raw. Uh, next week, Alex has off the Wednesday show. Don't know if we're going to fill in for him or if uh, I'll, I'll reign or take over that. But make sure you guys leave a thumbs up and subscribe. We're out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.